This just in. Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast of the IDB's top 250 movies of all time. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. I'm Ronan. I'm Jason. And this week we're covering a relatively new entry on the 250, which is uh, Zaza Urshad's Tangerines from 2013, Estonia's 2015 uh, Best Foreign Language Oscar nominee film, which entered sometime in early January. It's been sort of bouncing in and out. It's uh, sort of one of the movies that's benefited from the loss of several films from this, Dog Day Afternoon, The Battle for Algiers, and The Handmaiden having dropped out. So this is one of the movies that has been sort of popping in and out the lower end of the chart uh, kind of since then. Let's um, let's take a moment to remember the, 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 <laughs> the, the fallen ones. Yeah. The great <laughs> movies that we've lost this in year. In memoriam. Yeah, we have a yeah. little, little roll of silence. And somebody's going to complain about the one we forgot about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some people feel very passionately about Akira. Thank you it's very true. much. Um, but yeah, so Tangerines is, is an interesting film because... It's, it's an Estonian film. There are We talked a little, a little bit about this before um, in terms of the list. It doesn't have a great international sort of representation on it. And it's kind of interesting that the three films that are bouncing in are all international. Akira, which is obviously the Japanese anime, uh, Three Colors Red as well. Uh, but they both been on the list before, so we thought we'd cover uh, Tangerines. Also because we covered the... Uh, the other movie about the conflict, uh, about another conflict in Georgia, oh, yeah. relatively recently, the uh, the Russian war epic Crimea. So well, it wasn't in Georgia. Subgenre. No, well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're sort of doing the Eastern European sort of. Uh, so war just, just to be clear, everywhere um, east of us is <laughs> yeah, the same. It's, 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 yeah, just yeah. somewhere in time. <laughs> yeah, one of those Russian countries, as I think one of my geography <laughs> teachers once said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. explains the Irish education system explains quite a lot. Uh, but anyway, we thought to join us uh, on this podcast, uh, we'd ask Jay back. Jay, having previously talked to us about Dunkirk and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and we also thought we'd ask Ronan to join us as well. Um, so please have you both on. Yeah, very glad to be here. Good to be back. Uh, so, just so we're entirely clear, before we sat down to watch Tangerines this morning, none of the four of us had seen it. No, I, I hadn't. Uh, I, to be honest, confession time, I barely heard of it until, uh, yeah, until it I, came up. Uh, I wasn't remotely familiar with it at all. I had not heard of it either. Um, and that's why we decided to have the young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we can fill the room with knowledge. Yeah, yeah. 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 And sort of in-depth really Share the burden there. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We figure four people who don't know is better than two people who don't know, agree, mathematically speaking. Um, it's, it's also, yeah. So we asked you guys on, and you guys said yes. And it's kind of, it's interesting to have watched a movie, the four of us together, having not seen it before, having not heard anything about it before, just sort of processing it almost blank. Yeah, and I think... Like, this could sound like lazy kind of lack of research, but it was actually I didn't I deliberately didn't um, go online and read about it or like I knew vaguely that it was an Oscar kind of foreign film kind of uh, representation for Estonia, but aside from that, I knew practically nothing about it except that it was a nifty eighty-seven minutes, which always gets a star in my book, <laughs> an extra star, yeah? and very yeah, yeah, tight yeah. eighty-seven minutes actually, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. quite impressive in this day and age where yeah. everything seems to be two, two hours, hours and plus. yeah, two hours yeah. plus. Um, so yeah, so this was directed by uh, Zaza Ursaz, as we mentioned there before. He's, oh. I know, I apologize. This is going. Not to yeah, yeah. We, we, Somebody's got to make that joke. Yeah, like we, yeah, we we should we we should say um, no. We don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, up the front, yeah, just so entirely clear. Yeah, and uh, we 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 apologize. But he's actually he is a of Georgian extraction, living in Estonia. Although this is an Estonian film, 
he considers himself a Georgian filmmaker. And indeed, when they were filming it, it wasn't just on the screen. You had that sort of bridge between Georgia and Estonia. It was behind the scenes as well, yeah. Okay. And you were saying that apparently it was a great experience to film with actors and, and crew from those two ethnicities because they had very different cultures. I think he described the Estonians as more stoic and reserved and the Georgians as more boisterous and, and sort of loud and adventurous. Um, and, you know, basically observing that the Estonians kind of became louder as the movie went on. <laughs> but the Georgians didn't become more reserved at all. Um, but it's interesting. So what were your, like, initial reactions to it? Well, it's possibly one of the most, one of the most earnest films I've seen in quite some time. Like, it, it, it really, really believes in its message and kind of commits to it. And it, the, kind of, the story is kind of shaped in a certain way in terms of politically, in terms of how it sees war in that region, how the, how the people kind of interact. So it kind of has this real earnestness and somewhat kind of lack of humour to some degree that it, it like, really commits. So it, it, that's admirable. And when we get into it more detail, there are some issues that come along with that. But yeah. it's certainly earnest. That's well, it is. an initial reaction of it. And I think that's, that's a fair way to put it, but there's a very thin line between earnestness and naivety. There, there is, there is. I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, and there's a lot of it that feels very... Again, we'll probably talk in more depth when we get into sort of talking about it in more depth. But the something very stagey about it as well. It's got that very sort of like, uh, you know, a play sort of quality mm-hmm. to it where it's, it's an abstract metaphor for war. And I mean, the director's talked about how, like, when he wrote the film, um, which is, is interesting enough because he, he wrote it between, I believe, two uh, Russian military interventions uh, in Georgia. There was a war in 2008, sorry, between the two Ukrainian uh, and Russian incidents in 2008 and 2014. Yeah. And he was saying that, like, actually, in fact, the film was released, you know, in 2013. It was doing its award circuit in 2014. Um, so it would have been sort of coming up on the press or he would have been asked about that sort of stuff. And his argument was that... In between, there was the Georgian conflict as well. Yeah. So his his argument was that it's not a movie specifically about a conflict. It's Mm -hmm. an an abstract exploration of war in some respects. And it's very much that. It's it's a plea for peace as well. Like, that's the kind of thing of it, like, why are we fighting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Kind of thing, underlying it. And I think there, there, there's, there, there's a certain point of view about how, how, how the world is, um, and, and what, uh, and whether nationalities are, 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 are important. That, uh, like, that, well, nationality that, that, and religion that the, and, and that various other divisions. As, yeah, as in, and uh, like that, that, that these are in, in, important in, in, in the sense of uh, patriotism can be a laudable thing, but nationalism tends to be the the um another another cause for division and i guess it can be can be a very uh violent ideology not nothing anything i'm saying is like new or informative but it, it's a very simple message that's getting across but it's a it's a global message so like people i i guess there's probably a lot of people for whom this movie might be difficult but it, i suppose it's not just about them yeah, it is yeah. very much aimed as a sort of a universal. Yeah, plan. it's interesting. That it's not tied to the specific context. Obviously, it takes it takes everything from that, but in the end, it doesn't feel terribly tied to a particular conflict. You know, no. it's, it's effectively set twenty years in the past, and it doesn't necessarily feel like that. Yeah, you get a little bit of text or your Star Wars introduction beforehand, but um, other than that, you could remove it from that context and tell the same story. I imagine in lots of other places in the world, and I mean, that's I would argue a key strength of the film in, in many ways, shapes, and forms, like. I think you know, you were kind of discussing before we started um, 
Estonia as a country is quite young and uh, and by the sounds of it and reading of it, the Estonian film industry it is is quite kind of in its infancy to some degree. Uh, so what you'll kind of get is that they're probably a little behind in terms of filmmaking kind of thing. So you get the types of filmmaking that you'll see are kind of, there's a traditional kind of universal kind of feel to them. Yeah. And this would be representative of that, I think. Well, I mean, this was, uh, I believe, Estonia's 12th submission to the Academy Awards, their first nomination. And indeed, it's... it's oh, a, it was shortlisted, was it? It was. No, it made, it made the, yeah, the made nominees. The they made the five, yeah. Which wow. is, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's it's a remarkable film, and it's actually done a great deal in terms of energizing the film industry. And I mean, you know, we talk about a small country with like a you know with an Academy Award nomination. We've seen it ourselves in Ireland with our like awards nominations and stuff like Room or sort of Lenny Abrams yeah. kind of awards nominations, where they sort of bring an energy and vitality to the medium. Like mm-hmm. I mean, this movie Tangerines making the two fifty got coverage in the Estonian press. Oh no doubt, which is you know which is and like that's not the Oscars well, that's. Will, will this podcast get coverage <laughs> in the Estonian press? All expenses paid for flying out to Estonia. Yeah. Yeah, and... A PR tour that um, the, uh, Jay and Ronan are obliged to attend. Uh, Having now committed oh, no. and signed on. And it was in the documentation. A yeah. yeah. Um, and the press releases like that. But it is, it's very much, it seems to be an important film. And indeed... The Estonian film industry seems to have taken like a, a boom from it. It seems to have, based on what I've read of it. Now, again, I know next to nothing about the Estonian film industry, but on the, the coverage that Tangerines got was that it opened the door in terms of more ambitious and more experimental filmmaking. Like, I mean, there's yeah. there's a point in um, there's a point in Tangerines, like into spoilery, where one of the where one of the characters talks about how they don't really make films where he's from. Yeah. And you sort of wonder if that was like a canny aside, because I know that one of the characters here talks about being a theatre actor before he was a soldier. Yeah. Um, and I know that the, the lead actor in the film was actually a theatre actor. And he actually had to book two months off to go and film this. Um, and indeed he got into trouble when he booked two months off to film this the first time that they attempted to film it. Nothing came of it. And then he had to book two months <laughs> off afterwards again. Um, yeah. So there is really a sort of a sense of this being a very early film, a very important film in the Estonian. But he even says that in the film that uh, he's like, "Yeah, you do theater. What about film?" He's like, "Ah, oh, not so much. You yeah. know, rarely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we very rarely yeah, yeah. make films." Um, and there's sort of a sense of that. I think in in you're right when you say it does feel maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a very broad universal thing. Yeah. Like a lot of our films would have been Irish films would have been even five ten years ago. I mean, you know, if you look at uh, Irish films in the kind of relatively Neil Jordan, Jim Sheridan era, something like The Field. Or even is The Crying Game, to make an example, yeah. The Field is a really interesting one because The Field, looking back on it to me, seems kind of absurd and like... For the praise that it got yeah, yeah, and yeah. the attention that and, it got. But it, but it represented an Ireland at a time that was perhaps not as, as we see it, perhaps not as cosmopolitan <laughs> as it is and very kind of colloquial and kind yeah. of thing. So, it, you know, you get that in certain points. In this film as well, because this yeah. is also a film that's very much tied to land yeah. in a very metaphorical yeah, and yeah, abstract yeah. way. I mean, the film is called Tangerine, so I wonder if those tangerines are some sort of symbolic weight that maybe ties to what the film is trying I to say. I suspect we might have a section in there <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah. talk about just tangerines. Tangerine yeah. watch. Yeah. Um, so I guess then the only real question to ask then is, do you guys... Well, first of all, would you recommend that people watch this? And do you think that this belongs on the 250? Like, do you think this is one of the greatest 250 movies ever made? Um, do you think it deserves to be in the conversation? Are you glad to see it? And then I, would you recommend people I go mean, see it? I'm, I'm glad I've seen it in the way that I'm glad I see every film I sit down to watch. You need Some to watch... Some more so than others, yeah, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
does it belong to 250? No, uh, but only in the sense that oh, when, I, when we talk about the 250, I'm on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. like there's the 250 and there's my 250. Yeah. So you can only see it. Very little intersection. Yeah, there's very little overlap. There is some intersection. You there did is a some count. You came up with, I think, 30? I just went 30, 40, yeah. Yeah, okay. which is impressive. Keep in mind, Scorsese has seven films on the list. Ah, though. there you go. There's but, Jay-Z's seven. No, <laughs> if, but, if, there isn't, if there isn't already such a thing, we should, we should have a My 250... Um, section where like, people just when, list yeah yeah where uh, you like, mean you mean number two three one <laughs> yeah <laughs> ronan and Jay, you haven't prepared your list yeah well funny you should say that <laughs> yeah. um this no, podcast I mean, has no. been edited for clarity um, i can see why i don't like, I'd, I'd probably recommend the film to somebody that who would be kind of because it is kind of an anti-war film in the way it is the way it's kind of structured and the way it's kind of the characters can interact so like if you're if you're interested in that kind of area it's an interesting film to watch. I don't think there's anything new in it that yeah. another 20 films of a similar area hasn't covered. I don't think it breaks any new ground in any real yeah. way. But it's it's not without interest and not without merit. Yeah. And it's certainly good to see it on there. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, anything that stops another Michael Bay film or... Uh, the help, that nudges the help slowly down the list. Yeah, like, um, things, I mean, there's, like, I mean, there's, a, there's probably... I'm, I'm certain there's worse films than that on the list. Like, I mean, oh, you, know, you know. So, in that regard, maybe. <laughs> But if that's the one that pushed Dog Day Afternoon off, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick up a <laughs> just, boss about that. How about Battle of Algiers or The Handmaiden? Um, I'm just worried about Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> but somehow Pirates of the Caribbean is still hanging on in there, uh, yeah. which is remarkable. It's a weird world. Yeah, Curse of the Black Pearl. Just to be clear, just in case there was any other one of the forty Caribbean. films. <laughs> uh, but hey, Johnny Depp's got a lot of alimony to pay. Indeed. But what about yourself, Ron? How would you? Uh, I think I suppose I I sort of agree in the main part. Uh, I mean, it's it's of note that none of the four of us had seen a film like this. It's seen a film that dealt with the conflict, so that's it's interesting to have it in there in that regard. But as Jay said, I don't think it breaks any new ground. It's a, a lot of familiar territory. You know, there have been a lot of films that sort of literalize a war in that kind of way, literally bring the two sides together yeah. across a table. Um, I think, as you say, it's more interesting on a universal level. The specificities of it aren't particularly... Uh, you, you, I, I don't know if I gained any understanding of that particular conflict, conflict from yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, I, I They have really great music, is my big takeaway. <laughs> yes. Really catchy, infectious music. Well, we have some Chechen music as well, and um, we have some like uh, pop music at the end. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's interesting to compare it with Crimea in that, you know, this film did not feature one sepia tinted sex scene set to a, a Russian patriotic pop song. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know. Feel what, like it's all the weaker for that. I think that's sorely missing. <laughs> yeah. Um, this I I I have to say this for me was better than Crimea. <laughs> you are clearing some low bars here. <laughs> and as a, as 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 a propaganda movie for either side, it it, it was probably not as effective as Crimea no. was. I I'd, I'd agree to a certain extent with what with what Jay and Ronan said. However, um, though it doesn't break any new ground, I think it's an important story for me anyway. And I I, 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 I suppose that's where my kind of uh, biases lie. But um, it is for me a story that I'd like to be told over and over again in in lots of uh, different contexts. Which would be, be because I I personally think that. There's an awful lot of kind of um, harm in these ideas of this is my country, this is my land, um, and it seems to be a very kind of um, well, popular idea at, um, idea at the moment. Is is, is and that it's worth uh, something worth kind of killing over. The, I guess one reason I'd like to see an under two fifty 
is um it's another example of 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 of, of the 250 being less um homogenous i guess than it can be and like and sometimes we're hard on on the list but there are there are a lot of kind of eye-opening movies on there that maybe your average kind of um, English-speaking person mightn't have seen. There, there's a certain amount of diversity and I feel like this kind of adds to it. Whether, 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 it's, uh, whether it's deserving on its own merits, I, I think there's lots of movies as good as this that could be um, on the 250 instead of it. And I, 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 I don't think I, I, w- I would be too upset to see uh, this leave in something similar to... to come in i know that's not the way the 250 works <laughs> no i mean I you, you swap in and out a film, um, yeah. uh, i don't know if anybody's seen it um which this in, in a little kind of way remind me of which is keith gordon's uh, midnight clear which is mm-hmm. uh i think it's a young ethan hawk and various other aspects and it's a the story is kind of familiar in the sense that you probably know it it's the kind of story where the german and uh oh it's the enemy mind so the story and they, they kind of stop uh over christmas they kind of call it truce yeah. Oh yes. the war yeah, yeah. But it's terrifically done, and I suppose the, in that regard, I've no issue with the kind of the idea of the film, this film particularly, not breaking any new ground or anything like that. Only insofar as how well the film is made to kind of get the story over to you. Yeah. I think Ron alluded to that in the regard that this could be any um, conflict, and there's nothing to even kind of give me a historical kind of perspective on why Georgians and why, why does mercenaries fight why Georgians are yeah. there what why, the particulars like, are what the differences like, I mean, are I, between I, I'd, the, I'd like you know. to think I'd come out, with the, come out with the film with a little more understanding of the particular story even if the story is universal yeah. you still should know something more about the spe- specificity yeah. of it and I don't and that, that's, that's kind of a problem for me in that regard it I, is it is worth quoting the director here because I actually have an interview quoting him about this just going to kill my previous sentence <laughs> no alright go on um this situation can happen in any war. In fact, war is in the background of the story. The main thing I'm talking about is human values, remaining human and showing humanity even in very harsh conditions. The drama is more important than the war itself, so this is not a war movie. That's fine, if the, but then the drama has to be better, I would argue. Take that, director. <laughs> no, I, like, yeah, like, the drama's fine. Right. But I mean, <laughs> if you're telling it, like, it, it, and I don't want to get into kind of specifics, but not at that point yet, but if you're telling a particular story... It, like in this film, it's quite clear which way it's going to go at, at each point. Yeah. yeah. So if it, if it is a drama film, I think it needs to be a little more dramatic. Yeah. But that, yeah. a little more it, interesting. Yeah. The, st- yeah. the stakes never really felt that. Yeah. Uh, that high. Hey, that, that, hey, hey! I was very invested in the tangerines. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll 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 talk. We'll, we'll talk. Oh, I, I, spoiler. I, yeah. I have some feelings. Title like that. Yeah. I've so, yeah, I've definitely some feelings on the other side of the, the spoiler zone. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, with that in mind, then we might say. Well, how we... about yourself, Darren? I. Uh... <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter what I. It's think. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely diffusing. Oh, little old me. Little old me. Um, no, I mean I would sort of fall halfway between the two camps, like I. One of my you always fall halfway between the two. I know. I'm very he, delicate about balancing on offense. I, I said it before. This this is a man who 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 will have both Coke and Pepsi in, in his my fridge. fridge. Just yeah. in case. He, he also supports the Israelis and the Palestinians. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's at fault, but everybody deserves a chance, Jay. Yeah. When, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. When but, the Israelis and the Palestinians play each other at football, you're. you're I have no idea. He the referee. Yeah. <laughs> but no, okay. I I would argue like one of the key strengths of the 250 as a list, and when we talk about it in the podcast, and you're right, we give a lot of flack. 
But one of the great things about it is that it's a living document. It changes yeah. and evolves and it grows. And it's great that this is has been on there and is on there now. Probably, to be entirely honest, I don't see it being on there for very long. No. Not least because, you know, Avengers Infinity War is being released next week and that will be its turn. But um, I think there's value in having it on there because, at the very least, the four of us watched it as a result of it being on there. It could have been a masterpiece. I mean, it could have been sitting here... Yeah, so raving one of the great about films that we yeah. didn't know anything about, and yeah. that's always the potential of having something, yeah. particularly from countries where they don't produce a lot of films that don't get heralded as much as other countries. Yeah, but um, so I'm glad to see it there. But I do think you're, I do think both Ronan and Jay are also correct in that it is not the best movie it could have been, if that makes sense. And yeah. that it was, it's very earnest. It's it's saying a lot of things that are important for it to say. And I think Angie's right when he says that are very important to say. You know, in the context of 2013 when it was made, 2017 when we're sitting down and watching it about nationalism and about the role that that plays. 2018. Yeah. Oh, fair point. Are we, are we pretending it's 20... Well, are we're we, releasing in 2019. Time? Yeah, at this point. Um, yeah. Okay, that are still relevant. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, you get what I'm saying? I think that's fair. Um, so, all right, with that in mind, then, we will segue neatly across the spoiler zone. So, Ronan, what is Tangerines about for you? Please don't say Tangerines. <laughs> it's not about Tangerines, and I like the way it uses Tangerines as a sort of symbol. The one thing that I was struck uh, watching it, it reminded me of an um, uh, Israeli-Palestinian Palestine, film um, called Lemon Tree. Uh, set on the border and in a lemon grove and so looking keeping that citrus theme yeah kind of no, but looking at it and the kind of almost uh, as if war were bitter yeah yeah <laughs> it's a similar movie on the uh, uh, about the conflict between India and Pakistan in, in Kashmir called Kumquats where they're sorry no <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being serious no <laughs> There's a, this is in the tangerine school of uh, the citrus school of, yeah sorry <laughs> So what, what? <laughs> the great the great fruit war yeah, genre yeah, yeah but it does seem it, both films have in common this idea of the ironies of war right at a place where there's fertile ground and things blossoming and blooming and it's that life death contrast and i think it uses that kind of symbolism reasonably well uh it's it's a good underlying uh structure that it has going on and it has a lot of structures is what i would say it's a film that has a lot of binaries going on you know here's one side here's the other literally often sat down across the table from each other um I think it doesn't always work, and it works more in terms of erecting these structures than in doing interesting things with them, as we previously said. Well, I mean, it, it literally opens on a scene of a guy building crates. Yes, yeah, you know, yes, yeah, absolutely. In some ways, not entirely subtle about it. Sort of no, 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 no. And I think it has interesting ideas with these things. It's the execution I have more problem with, that it isn't terribly nuanced in the way it uses these things. And I think, as Jay mentioned previously, you know where it's going. At a lot of points, and there's yeah. nothing surprising about that, which is fine from a making its point point of view, but not necessarily in crafting a particularly great film. I think. I think what you're saying is that they they build a crate, they put tangerines in it, but they don't take the crates anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, using the film. The film's uh, own yeah. central <laughs> metaphors. Yeah, yeah. The, the crates get left behind. The, I, I have to say, yeah. The men watch, never arrive to collect the crates. The crates yeah. Watching, <laughs> watching Tangerine, I felt really sorry for Margus. I was more invested in Margus's oh, story than anybody else. The man guy. just wants yes. to harvest his tangerines, damn it. And there's so many to harvest. Yeah. He needs 30 or 40 men. <laughs> I like the fact that he's kind of standing around a lot of times. Like, Marcus, if you were kind of 
cutting down some tangerines. How <laughs> frivolous of you, Instead of talking about cutting down tangerines, you might get a little bit further. Yeah. Not that you know. There's, of, there's an awful lot of, oh, I filled up all the boxes you made yesterday. Well, why don't you help me make more then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do like, I was kind of disappointed when, like, you know, they, they have the inevitable, well, I've got two go- two soldiers from opposite armies in this house. Why don't we send one of them to live across the way with Margus? And, you know, you get a very thoughtful, introspective answer. But I was half expecting Margus to say, but I need that room for tangerines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that was actually what struck me. The, the, the sort of the tragedy of Margus not getting his it, tangerines. It was a MacGuffin that I truly appreciated, if not the um, uh, kind of conclusion <laughs> of it, because the 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 I, I I suppose it's a MacGuffin in 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 this story. Is the is, um, although yes, there there is all of this kind of like sim, sim, symbolic um, use of it. But the idea um, of Marcus is like it's not about the money. It's like there's there's this big crop, this big beautiful crop of tangerines that I'd like to save for um, yeah. for for the principle of it, and that is really something that I can get behind. It's something we've spoken a lot on the podcast before. It's the issue of food waste. <laughs> I, I think during 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 the podcast, I bought ate everyone's bacon rinds and drank cold coffee. Just on was there. Yeah, it was you are like, truly saving uh, humanity one cold meal at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Margus of this never, particular never pop. leave any bacon behind. Yeah, no. But it is a nice underlying image in that you know he's running around worrying about the waste of the tangerines, while the two sides who claim that the land is theirs are effectively destroying it in trying to decide which of them should have yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, there's also the beautiful symbolism of like land being where you bury all the bodies, and particularly when you mm. get to the end and you discover why Ivo won't leave, which yeah. is because his son yeah. is buried on the land, and it then contrasted, as you pointed out, with the fruit that the land bears. That's that's fine, and the problems though do mount in that regard in terms of a uh, plot because it's it's plot heavy. I mean it. Well, it is a huge plot of land, Jay. No, yeah, I know exactly that. They 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 are being literal with this, but it, the the thing of it is like you get to. Like, we're in Spider Zone, right? Yeah, so, we so you can, can talk to the okay, right. I did just reveal that Ivo yeah. buried his son yeah. on the land. I yeah, but you see, that's heavily. <laughs> the final five minutes. It's quite heavily <laughs> signposted all along that that's some, some family member has yeah, died. Sure. Like, you, you know, you're going to get something. Yeah, and you he's know. attached there. You yeah. suspect yeah. it's going to be the daughter because she's the one who's. But you knew because well, the, the big twist for the daughter is yeah. that she's even prettier in person. Yeah, that's the big twist. Um, and then like, you do get that, but the, the problem as well, because like, the film's essentially a forehander, right? Yeah. Um, it's quite clear at any point, probably from the midway point, midway point of the film, certainly, of which couple of characters are going to die. Because yeah. Marcus is the innocent. And you need the, the, you need the symmetry, yes. And if the two soldiers, once they start talking about, we'll see you acting again, you know it's going to be him. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we've seen films before. We know how they work. Yeah. Once you get a story about the old days, and um, we'll come L- together again to celebrate in the future, you're going the, to die. Yeah, I mean, did, that's, that's, he the, didn't have a picture of his sweetheart, but he did have a picture of Ivo's daughter. Yeah, he did. Pretty much the yeah. same plot purpose. This, this is something we spoke about when when when, when we did um, Blade, Runner, Blade Runner 2049. Which it's, I complained about. It, it's not so much a problem with the movie, Jay, as a problem that you've seen far too many movies. <laughs> I don't see A, you've seen far too many movies, and B, it's a problem with the filmmaking. Although, like, like this is the, the, they, they don't bury this stuff. This is my problem. And I have a lot of films. A lot of films work and run on the same kind of engines and the same kind of plot points, the same kind of things. Yeah, the same yeah. But, pay but off and the, yeah. But the, the, the yeah. skill is to bury those things yeah. out of sight. Yeah. So they happen, appear organically, but you know the hand of 
the screenwriter and or director or whoever is behind it. But when it's so clunkily put out there mm-hmm. in lazy A to B to C is where I have a problem. I know it's there in other films, yeah. but other films manage to do the sleight of hand that makes yeah. me go, oh, nice. There, there is, yeah. I was yeah. quite distracted by this, so send me this way, you know? This has mm. all the clockwork ears moving. Yes, and yeah. You can and watch that's, them. Yeah. And it's like, that's, it's okay. I mean, yeah. But once you start noticing in a film, I find it very difficult to kind of mm. stop. It because it, cause it's, it, it, it's generally hard. If you're halfway through it, it's very difficult in the edit to try and fix that if that's what's going on. You might as well commit to it because it's, it's kind of, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So it, it, that, and to some degree, that's my issue. And, you know, but I'm not, I don't think I'm the only one with that issue if you've seen thousands of films. <laughs> no, no I, I, I think that's a very fair point. I think the film doesn't disguise its hand at all in terms it, of story. I, I suspect it's not even attempted to. I think it's no. telling a very particular story. Yeah. That's fine. And but, a very straight, simple. Yeah, but of, I mean... Right. The, doesn't make it great though. That's the that's the problem. It, it, it reveals its problems once it reveals that kind of yeah. setup. Like it makes it obvious where the film is kind of going. Yeah, and it's it kind of robs you of dramatic purpose a little bit. And I, you know, it, it wasn't immediately like like uh, part, parts of it were immediately kind of are, are um, fairly immediately apparent that the, that the, that the two characters were going to. Um, reconcile yeah. and that he wasn't going to kill him. Yeah, it uh, never really felt like there, there, there was a, a danger of that yeah. happening. Despite um, the wonderful shot of Ahmed lying unconscious outside <laughs> the locked which door, which is perhaps my favorite shot now. It's probably my favorite shot in the film, actually, because it, it's so blunt and it's yeah, so yeah. kind of like there's like I actually really like the scenes of them all in the house together under Ivo's roof because it's a little drama, little it's like an intimate family. That's it, which I didn't mind. That that was all right, and it was probably perhaps the best part. So war plots didn't come into it, or people didn't yeah. turn up. The Where Ahmed is the loud, angry, shouty yeah. teenager son, and yeah. Nika <laughs> is like the quiet emo kid who stays in his room. But, well, I, I, that kind of thing is really effective, bringing yeah. the conflict into the yeah. domestic space yeah. and sort of laughing at the absurdity of it that yeah. way. And, and I, I think the film does that reasonably well in its humor a lot of the time. Yeah, Absolutely, the tossing of coffee and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I'm yeah. not eating this. It's yeah. angsty. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's. <laughs> I didn't mind though. That they were the probably the better parts of yeah. the film. Yeah. Waiting for like the heavy metal music that Nico had on his recording. That was so deep. And, and Evo can't get it. Yeah, check also that's tape. another thing of that ta- that that tape thing as well. It's like at the start when he's really injured, it's really mangled, and then you know the tape gets better. And yes, I was like, fine, I but Jesus symbolism. Christ, I know. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a movie where tangerines represent peace. I don't mind tangerines representing peace and representing the hope of a nation, all that kind of stuff. If they don't. We already know that visually, and then they tell us lest we miss it. Like you know, what I mean, we and know. also slowly lose the bandages. From yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Peeling back the layers. Yeah, like peeling the skin <laughs> off a tangerine. Am I am I wrong? Or was there only one point where somebody actually ate a tangerine? There was only I one feel point. like there yeah, should have been more. There's not that table. <laughs> yeah. but uh, isn't that the tragedy of tangerines? <laughs> that they're there, but you can never eat oh, them. Please stop. We're gonna have a big bowl in front of you, and you're going to end up eating this film if we keep going this way. But no, I, I actually I quite like the abstract quality of it, and it's right when you say the domestic sort of quality about it, where mm. Ahmed is like almost comically committed to killing yeah. Nika, yeah. and where Ivo is negotiating with him like he would negotiate with a two-year-old, where it's yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm gonna kill him. You kill him while he's asleep. Okay, I won't kill him while he's asleep. You can't kill him in my house. I won't kill him in my house. I promise you that. I think my word that is what, what, what if he sticks his head out? I'll cut his head off. Okay, he's outside the house. Nah, I'll kill him tomorrow. Right. Yeah. What, what, yeah. yeah. What? What if he's? What if he's peeing out the window? Yeah. yeah. Um, all these important logistical questions, but it's very yeah, it's like, good at the like the absurdity of like nudging it further and further. I quite like that. Aspect yeah. Of it. 
Like I like the I, sense of like Nika throws his his soup or his tea as um, Ahmed. at Ahmed when it's like. Am I going to cut his penis off? <laughs> it's like, don't even think that. <laughs> um, it, it seems like that. that's the point at, where, at, at which Nika cries. Wherever you're going to cut off. Yeah. Whatever that yeah, yeah, you can cut off my head. But don't Stay right downstairs. Yeah. We, we draw the line right there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be a much different yeah. film. Um, Javier Bardem recovering <laughs> silently in the room next door. I I I really liked Ahmed's character um, in this because they're, they're like while 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 there is all of the kind of like um, uh, petulant moments and his kind of um, daft single mindedness. There's also a kind of like a dignity and uh, to to him and a certain kind of in, integrity, old fashioned moral code. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is which is I suppose part of what what um, kind of motivates some 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 of his his kind of like dafter uh, crusades because he's like well uh, a man needs a code and this is my code um, this is a holy thing for me he yes. says and yeah. when he's talking about killing Nico yeah yeah um, so he's sort of committed in that sense but I, and I think that ties into again if Jay is being cynical about how the film is plotted. You have that dichotomy where you have Marcus and Ivo, and obviously you have Nika and you have Ahmed. And you very clearly have, like, Ivo and Ahmed have a deeper understanding of each other as equals uh, than Marcus and and Nika, for example. So it's quite clear when you're watching the film that you know the two characters who are going to survive are never going to be the older, cynical ones, because that's, that's what war does. So it's, it's very clear that, like, Ahmed approaches Ivo as an equal, whereas when Ivo's talking with Nika, he's like, oh, we'll go see your play, and, yeah. uh, you know, Ahmed will be clapping in the audience, a little yeah. pantomime, in case you can't imagine the image of Ahmed clapping in the audience. I suppose I, it, it, it never really occurred or, or, or clocked with me while watching the movie, oh, yeah, Nika and um, Margus are going to die. But, of course, if the end of the movie was Nika and Margus kind of, like, <laughs> uh, standing there bur- burying the, um, the, like the other two, I'd be movie. like, well... I'd be wondering, kind of like, what is the what? Um, <laughs> what is the point here? Yeah, um, I just like the idea of, of Margus and Nika saying their first three words to each other I, while burying the bodies. Like, <laughs> so we we never really had a conversation before this. I would have appreciated <laughs> this, it in the sense. Weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit awkward. In the sense that probably the 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 movie would have ended with them uh, loading up a big truck full of tangerines <laughs> and yeah. driving off into the sunset. As... It would have been a much happier film. For they could even play the yeah. same cassette tape as well. It would that sort of like pops on no, play very well. Listen to um, War News on Radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite bands. Uh, in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's a translation thing or if that's a very kind of like blunt. This is what it is. This doesn't matter, I think, is what the translation was saying. Uh, They're talking some um, nonsense about this nonsense war. Like, it it seems like, in in a lot of ways, it seems like a kind of like a glib um, uh, point if if it's been made to kind of like... Um, survivors are to are are two participants in a war that 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 this is all um, silliness. But but um, I think in fairness, people get so involved in 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 doing things and not just war that they kind of don't really ask why. Um, and it's the most difficult thing is to is is to kind of like challenge the 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 the, the whole kind of like purpose of why you're doing something like this. It, yeah. it, it, it can seem like a very kind of um, insensitive 
um, point to make, I imagine, but... I, I, I mean, like, you, you talk about that, like, you have the entire school of killology, which is designed to prevent people fighting wars from thinking about the whys of it, like, from processing it. Yeah. Know? I mean, I do like the idea that Tangerine suggests that if you put two people in a house together under the same roof and force them to talk to one another, as Ivo does repeatedly, like, Ivo's mm. very blunt in the way that he's forcing them to interact with one another, that you do, you will inevitably, like, resolve differences, which is a very... I think this is interesting because I think Jay described it as optimistic. I think Ronan described it possibly as naive mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. But it's a very earnest and sincere, like, philosophy. Yeah, because on, on, on the other hand, there's, as, as you kind of mentioned, there's all of this kind of, like, philosophy that I suppose serves to justify our our support warfare, like the whole kind of, like, um, Jews spellum and, like, well, um, not every war is worth fighting, but there are some, some wars that are kind of um uh necessary where 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 these things kind of exist to to facilitate um these things to continue yeah i mean it's interesting that nikia spends so much of the movie talking about you know how ahmed doesn't understand history doesn't understand politics doesn't understand anything while the movie itself seems to make the point that none of that actually matters all that matters is a field full of tangerines well i think even in that where he says like you don't understand you didn't read you weren't educated yeah. or whatever he doesn't seem to kind of want to kind of Talk explain about what that means, though. Yeah. Like, he says, you don't understand. What doesn't he understand, exactly? Yeah, I think the film was making the point that it doesn't matter. And now, yeah. you can argue whether or not that's a valid position to take in, in conflicts well, like this. Well, if that's the case, then what's the point of anybody sitting over anybody in the terms, like, so history colours everything. Yeah. You know? From well, I mean, well, everybody's point of view, their history is the well, correct the history. About, this is the naivety of the film. Yeah, I think, in yeah, some I think respects, yeah, it is and it isn't because I, I think when you're actually in a room and, and and people are having a an argument about history and politics, it often comes down to well, you started it. It's like well, that's not true, but because before that happened, this happened, and that's the way history works. Is that there is always kind of something that 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 happened before. That 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 and 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 that that can't really be like uh, when 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 Nika says, "Oh, you don't understand history, you don't understand politics." Ahmed doesn't respond to him. He doesn't he he, he doesn't get into this yeah. whole um, cycle and, of you yeah. did it, I, you did it first. Yeah. Well, that's because you did this. And so. like it 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 may be that Nika doesn't um, doesn't actually kind of um, go into any of the, these things, but yeah. I think it's because Ahmed doesn't really open the door for him. But I think um, it's it's the film itself showing it's yeah. it's very obvious and yeah. it's like the film is very convinced that none of this actually matters. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's like this sense of conflict is just a primal human thing, and no matter how much they get down debated on a granular level, it'll always be yeah, but I'm right. Yeah, and I can prove that I'm right because I have my own history to back me up. Yeah. We, we could still blame the English, right? I mean, that's a, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> that's, fair. That's well, okay. I think we're all right now. <laughs> <laughs> just just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> How many hundred? Tune in for a podcast <laughs> extra where we talk for four hours. Hold on, are you saying the you saying the English should be messing with us? Oh, no. What are we doing here, recording a podcast? Let's do something about this. Damn it, Jay. Sorry. Um, Andrew, now you got me riled up. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Andrew, you don't know anything about history. You don't know anything. Yeah. Did they educate you? Did you go to school? Um, yeah. So I can just tea in your face. <laughs> I'll throw this cup at you, um, and so on and so forth. But I think. Yeah, I can't decide whether that is 
too naive a point of view, whether it's too simple a point of view, or whether there's something endearing in that simplicity. I, I find it endearing. I, I, you know, I'm the one who threw out the word naive to begin with. I find it endearing, I agree with you, and I like this idea of trying to reconcile things by having people sit down, and as you say, that the film on a certain level seems to believe that actually, no, you're not going to get anywhere because it's two people who are just like deeply, deeply partisan and are really committed to their own beliefs. But I think the way that the film does eventually... Uh, let these themes play out dramatically didn't satisfy me at all. Yeah, let's talk about how these themes play out because mm-hmm. it, it, this is a movie that's very vehemently and aggressively anti-war and believes we can all sit down yeah. and we can talk out our differences. Yet in the end, what draws Ahmed and Nika together is firing machine guns yeah. out of the tangerine house or the house next to the tangerine yeah. house at a bunch of soldiers. And the, the, I suppose it would have been a more dramatic movie, uh, maybe, if that scene had been longer. Because we're used to, in in movies, there being a um, a kind of, oh, they're, they're coming over the hill. And, 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 and everyone kind Here of, like, preparing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, uh, but the, that, prepare the, the Home Alone montage. Yeah. Tang- <laughs> tangerine-themed weapons. Yeah. It's like Margus is like, okay, we can throw them and blind them. Citrus is our friend. Yeah. It's like, oh, they want a citrus war, we'll give them a citrus war. I've, I've stepped on a tangerine. Oh, did you hurt your foot? No, not really. It's just a tangerine. Um, I suppose they could slip. <laughs> Um, a fair point. Yeah, yeah. The the yeah. So the 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 uh, the conclusion of the movie happens rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. it felt like two or three minutes, where yeah. where um, it 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 went from them them all kind of like um, in in the house, kind of like slowly, kind of like having this kind of reproachment. Recognize that Margus's house had been burned down, and and you know Ahmed and Nika saying, "Oh, we'll cut down the tangerines for you." Even though, and I do like that Margus, like Margus's implied upset, isn't just that his house is burnt down; it's that the forty men who were supposed to help him cut down his tangerines are also dead. So that's not <laughs> happening either. Uh, but I like that Ahmed and Nika are like, "We'll help you cut down your tangerines," um, yeah. and then it's like, "Oh no, no, film is ending." get a big fight going yeah yeah i reckon the 40 men were more important because he's about to leave his house anyway yeah. this is actually convenient for him i get this this house Sa- sold and saves me packing yeah yeah. Like, yeah but i mean i think you're right though because it is if i hadn't known the movie was 87 minutes i would have assumed that you would get a solid 20 or 30 minutes after yes. Marcus's house burns down. And I mean, even with the 87 minutes, I had no idea that the movie was ending at the point where, um, you know, where Ivo looks out the window, sees a bunch of soldiers pull up, and he's like, oh, okay, uh, you stay in the house, Nika. Well, I thought, as soon as he had the conversation with Nika about the... Oh, the acting. acting. You were new, you were into third act, ter- mm. tragedy yeah. territory. You know okay. I, mean? I thought that was like setting up. I would have thought... Like, oh, no, but it's about to go right immediate. Yeah, yeah. But obviously the, the, the director is, going, is trimming the fat yeah, here in the like, sense yeah. of... Uh, yeah, just uh, get where we're going. It's like very... Maybe run out of film. Yeah. Actually, there's a point to be made actually in that. I'm, I'm not sure how, how and what it was shot on um, as a film. I'm curious because I don't think the Blu-ray transfer has done it any favours because it, it kind of parts would look like a TV show. Yeah, it's very yeah there are certain aspects yeah, of it that, that do, particularly quite... the scenes in the house. Yeah, look, because they look that looks very much like a set. It looks yeah. very yeah, designed. Yeah, the whole thing made it look like a TV show. So I don't know if that maybe it looked a little too shiny. Maybe it was filmed mm-hmm. and then they kind of transferred a little too. So I think sometimes DVDs your friend on films like that that it, if it looks yeah. a little grainy or a little, little better, it'll yeah, work a little better. 
Yeah. I mean, and I mean, there were like impressive shots in it. Like, I quite like the closing shot where it's sort of where the camera follows. Yeah, it goes on for ten minutes. Up, yeah. it's, it's nice, though. It's, it's a, a nice shot. So, like, but it is. I didn't say a quarter of the quarter budget, of the budget went Ivo, um the the actor who plays Ivo, his um, IMDb photo from uh, is is still from this movie, which I think is also our WhatsApp photo <laughs> for, <laughs> for this recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's. It, well, he is primarily a theater actor. Like is Naivo not Michael Haneke? No, because <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like him. He does now that you say it. Huh? Yeah, it's impossible not to now and not to see that. Sorry, but he yeah, does it, have a fabulously cranky face. It's it's a, like a white face. beard. Yeah. Although yeah, he, he mellows a bit as it goes on. He has a sort of a, a nice sense of humor as well. He's got a very cool head, in fairness to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he is managing two people trying to kill each other <laughs> under his own roof. One of the things from it, from from it, the very beginning, he's he's never like like oftentimes these sorts of stories start with um, there being the kind of a um, uh, uh, cowardly farmer who just wants to kind of like uh, stay, stay out, out of trouble and it. is yeah, yeah yeah until until he finally kind of like breaks. Obviously, it's not not that sort of western. But, but from he, he from, from a two hour film for that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's cut from, down like. From the very beginning though, he's like the um I th- I think it's either um what? Ahmed or Ibrahim try to say, Is that your daughter? And it's like, Don't comment on her. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Ahmed immediately um gets it. Get, uh, yeah, and uh, he's immediately earned Ahmed's respect. It's like, oh um Didn't mean anything by it. Didn't mean anything by it. If only if only there were more kind of young men. Uh, like you with your courage yeah and this is in the first kind of like this is before uh, the scene that the, before the event that puts out five minutes in. or so yeah. yeah yeah and i mean to be honest that event happens again five minutes into the film as well, well see again the... I'm, I'm happy enough with that like yeah. I, I like an 87 minute film like yeah. i've like, you have another movie to watch straight after but like, yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> you can watch three 87 minute films of an evening if you're uh if you're committed and that's why i'm a me you, work like a machine but if, you, like... if you put on a two-hour 30-minute movie it probably takes up your night yeah, so that's the kind of there's places for those. But. Un, unlike this podcast that you can listen to at double speed, <laughs> <laughs> I believe there are people who do that. Uh, um, no, well, I, there, I, I, I don't know if anyone. Um, well, no, we, 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 we seem to have some indication that somebody is listening to this at some point. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> Which is bizarre. Um, yeah, I know. I, I mean, can't explain it either. Yeah, because if I'm talking to myself again, it's going to be very disappointing. You're talking to the three of us, Jay. Yeah, but that's true. That is true. But there's like one of the things I I found interesting about the film was I based on the title and the premise and the description that I'd read. I had almost assumed that Ivo would be the man tending the tangerines. It's kind of weird that, mm. like, the tangerines of the title are Margus's concern, and Margus is very much at the periphery of, of the story for most of it. But he's the innocent. He is. He? He, like, he's your, you know, uh, he, he, part of the war. He actually wants to get out as yeah, well. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. to leave. He, well, he yeah. sees which way yeah. his wins go. He's no interest in helping soldiers. He's no interest in anything. He's yeah. when he gets his tangerines and get the hell out of there. Yeah. No, I just I kind of found that an interesting dynamic in the, in the course of the film because it was like because you would imagine as Andrew described like you can sort of the template in this sort of guy is the farmer who's just set up his land and wants to stay there and you know growing crops on it yeah, would be yeah. part of that. Now obviously you find out the reason Ivo wants to stay is because he buried his son there and you get this like wonderful is he creating a surrogate family with with yeah, Ahmed yeah, yeah. and with uh, with Nika which works very well because again you get a sense that. 
raising teenagers has prepared him for having yeah. two people who want to viciously murder each other yeah. under his roof. And I guess another thing to Jay's point is the movie is kind of set up that eventually uh, Ivo at the end will will make peace with uh, um, having to leave and, and, and kind of like, well, I've realized there isn't anything... Um, for me here and that I'm clinging on to the past and that my daughter is waiting for me in Estonia kind of and 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 that's not really what, no what, it doesn't what, what what happens either so like, like there there are certain things that are kind of like built up and not paid off I guess yeah yeah which is nice well I mean I, I feel like though the film's more making the point that Ivo's connection to the land is purer than the soldiers who are fighting over it and want nothing to do with it who want nothing but to burn down the houses on it knock down the fences on it and shoot the poor innocent guys who just want to grow tangerines on it um but i feel like yeah so i, I think the film's making a point about you know ivo's more earnest connection well, to the land where it's like this is the land where his family are buried this is the land where he's you know raised kids where he's made a home so he has this connection to it and that connection is worth more than you know an arbitrarily drawn border yeah, I mean, all of all of the third act events are Ivo's uh, fault <laughs> because he Andrew goes full tilt. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, think, he, yeah. he 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 brought this on them by by making his toast the night before. Um, I, uh, perhaps slightly ironically, but yeah, he said uh, like repeatedly, does Marty. Yeah, yeah. Marcus is like, I'd rather toast life, thank you. No, sorry, Marcus, you're you're you're. Marty said death, Jesus. No life for you. Sorry, Marcus. You and your tangerines are kaput. Yeah. Sorry, one of us is gonna have to die, Marcus, and it ain't gonna be me. Yeah. So yeah, did he, he he should be careful what he toasts for. I think I'll, you touched on something that's uh, interesting though. I think one of the things I did like about it, and it was only near the end that I kind of tweaked it. It has a really nice mournful air. Like there is a heavy hand of history sitting on it. Like even in the characters, they're yeah. not, they're kind of not slumped as such, but they're you feel the weight they're lived of in. yeah yeah, and it does get that like you feel that they're there. You know, like that. It's yeah. there is a conflict around at some point. It has that kind of hemmed-in feeling of a part with away from the front, as they as they put it yeah. in the film, and that they, these people are living a life of no no real significance in the sense that there's nothing there for them, but they're still everything's kind of moved on, on and everything's yeah. moved on. So it does have it does have that world weary kind of feeling, which is quite nice. That's about as positive as it can be. <laughs> I like that Jay's gotten gradually more cynical about the movie as the podcast no, no, has no, gone on. Because you start now being like, I was happy enough to see it. It was on the TV. Yeah, grand. In general in terms, I, I, I'm still of that opinion. Okay. I just, you know, it, you know, once you start talking about it, some faults can become apparent. It, it unravels a bit. Yeah, for the most part, it was kind of good and not great, maybe. But it, like, it's the kind of movie where you'd be, where you'd be perhaps interested to see like what, what other kind of... Uh, uh, movies that uh, um, are 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 going to kind of come come out from the same yeah. director, maybe. But I think when we're talking about the two fifty, and when you were talking about earlier, Andrew, or sorry, Darren, when you were saying does it deserve to be on it and all that kind of thing. Yeah. In some ways, it kind of fits uh-huh. because it's such a, a generic, relatively generic, and universal yeah. film that you know the mm. way people talk about uh, the kind of IMDb users thing as. If they have a starter pack for foreign films, it's yes. always the ones that are on that. Yeah. You know the ones that you're talking about. Yeah, so Battle of Algiers, Three Colors Red, um, obviously what we would call Cinema Paradiso. Yeah, all Amelie, those, kind of, those, yeah exactly, yeah. those kind of things. This kind of fits with those, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Like The it, postcard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's one that everybody that says they watch X amount of foreign films would have seen. Yeah. And this kind of, the feeling of this film fits in with that. 
And I could see even where you, where you, where you got an Oscar nomination in that regard because the universal universality yeah. of mm. it, that it does actually speak to people at a, at yeah. a kind of in a universal level. Which, well, I mean, that would seem to be like having... And again, I won't claim to have watched as many of like the Oscars foreign film nominees as I as I should. Sure. But having watched a couple over the years, it tends to be the ones that get the nominations are yeah. the ones that yeah. have the broad appeal because obviously you're aiming to the the base of the Academy. Yeah, because yeah. because this is a movie kind of inspired by historical events, but it's not divisive in any way, really. And it's also not specific; it doesn't require any inside knowledge. It's not particularly violent either. Granny could watch it. Yeah, well, that's it. It has. You it know, has, there's nothing. There's nothing in it that the aftermath of violence at the start. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe a budgetary thing, but it's also maybe a choice thing as well. You have the, the climax at the end, which I still—that's the bit that throws me. The climax at the end always seems a little bit out of key for me, if only because like you've had these people brought together on the roof coming together. So how do they show that they trust and love each other? Trump Nika, throw me a gun! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like... Um, Heavy-handed, but, you know... Also, yeah, undermining the... Uh, you know, it, it sort of sets the tone of, like, let's the two of us not kill each other. So we kill can kill other else. people. Yeah. 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 And they're kill, kill, killing them, like, beyond which the point they're dead. Um, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's... Continuing it's, to shoot. It's, it's yeah. like uh, at the end of Inglorious Bastards. When yeah, when Hitler is... Just right. laying it into Hitler. Yeah. One of my favourite Tarantino moments when I read that. Oh well, yeah, I do like it. Uh, it it's absurdly <laughs> insane. Like, it like, is so cinema insane. has saved World War Two. Like, yeah, Tarantino has killed Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's I, amazing. Wish fulfillment. Like, 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 I hope if you ever wanted like Tarantino level violence and like gratuity. Killing Hitler is like a. Good it's a it's, I think it's an extraordinary scene because I remember the first time I saw it in cinema and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, spoiler. Spoiler. He's literally he's killing Hitler. Oh, by the way, this is the spoiler zone spoiler for all, for all movies. movies. Yeah, it's just yeah, super clear. Yeah. The, the, Hitler died, guys. The, just the, 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 the best thing about that was that I. parts the American far right. Yeah. The best way about that was that I did not see it coming. No matter how cynically you were, Jay's. What? Jay's like, they're signposting this Hitler death pretty hard. Uh-huh. I did not see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and there's the bit where, yeah, where, where like, he takes the AK-47, hops over the fence, and seems to shoot the lights out of the front of the Jeep as well, which seems like a weirdly specific, like, they're already dead, but now they can't legally drive this Jeep anymore either. Um, it, and it, yeah, you, see, you see him, like... Um, Kill, killing this guy who 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 and the funny thing about it was the guy they chose for to be the last person um for them to kill was not the person who had anything to do with like they, they, they it's 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 very clear that that's um there is somebody in charge here in 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 in, in most movies i suppose he would be the last person yeah. kind of like hiding behind the car yeah. Um, yeah. the climactic yeah. kind of uh, he is in a way the last person standing because he's the one who ends up pulling the trigger on uh, on nika it is he's the first lying one on shot the ground. yeah, yeah. He's the guy lying on the ground oh yeah ah <laughs> that changes everything. That changes everything. Yeah. Moment of masterpieces. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Um, does that make it more predictable or less predictable? I, I yeah. I didn't understand how Nika died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. War, man. Yeah. yeah. Because war is tragic, and innocence can never flourish in yeah. such a dark place, Andrew. I see. Unlike tangerines. Yeah. Which instead remain can flourish, unpicked. But not be picked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, 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 when you start talking about it, and you mentioned unlike tangerines, 
makes me hate the film a little bit more. I know, I know, and it's not the film's fault. It's my fault. It's our fault collectively. I know. This well, this is the thing. It is so earnest that it's hard not to be ironic. It's that kind of broad symbolism. It's easy to take the piss out of. Yeah, it's It's like the oranges in The Godfather. It's very much or the the doves in John Woo films. Although obviously that works better there because John Woo's not making you know an epic commentary on mankind's. Also, the doves could die like everyone else in the John Woo film. But that's okay because when the doves die, they more cry. doves. <laughs> is this what it sounds like, Jay? Yes, it is. Well, I, I suppose I mentioned um, that I that I quite like the performances. Uh, I, I think agree, particularly Ahmed, um, who is like uh, I think Eve, 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 Evo as well. I think and and, and Ahmed is played by uh, and I apologize in advance for this. Lim, Limbit, Georgie and Naka Shidza. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, um, or muscular Richard Schiff. Do you know who uh, who's the guy uh, the Tangerines guy? Uh, uh, it's Margus. Is he's, Elmo? He, he's uh, not. It's Eddie Marson. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who it is. It's like Estonian and Michael Haneke. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a buddy comedy I would it's actually love to see. It's, it's like Eddie Marson just wants to pick his tangerines, but Michael, Michael Haneke is talking celebrating <laughs> death <laughs> to death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop really, it, Michael! Yeah. Jesus, with the death with you. Leave it <laughs> off for one day. For one day, can you not just talk about happy things? And no, we're not rewinding it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually quite like the performances. Uh, and Mikel Meshka as Nika, whose job is primarily to look broody mm. uh, and to play with a tape, which you're sure will come into use at some point over the climax of the film. I'm disappointed we never got to hear uh, Abed's opinion of the music. <laughs> the um, thing about the, the song at the end is that it needed to be really, really good. <laughs> that, that may have... Uh, that, that song, for all we know, and I, I, I was just thinking about just the credits roll, it may have a, a cultural significance. Yeah. Or a which I suspect, value, yeah, yeah, like it might be a f- famous kind of historically yeah. kind of covered song. I or don't Estonia know. was like, taking a pop shot at that best original yeah, song. Yeah. Um, yeah, or yeah, Estonia yeah. was sort of aiming yeah, for that song. Yeah, what that song nomination is. It, it, you know, you just would have wished for something like ABBA. To <laughs> <laughs> that really would have done it. Yeah. Money, money. <laughs> 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 or in a masterful ironic twist it was playing that sort of Georgian uh, sort of guitar music as yeah. well <laughs> just as sort of a last bit because you could see um, you could see obviously Nika cutting it as well he was cutting the tape and editing the tape and stuff like that so I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't like a remix or like a, that it <laughs> yeah. seemed to be just a straight yeah, crazy like, DJ like, work yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, and the f- funny thing is he never knew how to do that before he got that head wound it's like all of a sudden he has all these <laughs> New skills. Yeah. That's the point of the brain that controls yeah. the remixing. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really appreciated that sequence. That was quite funny. The, yeah. yeah, that was actually. Generally... I like the guy who knew, like, right. I don't really know anything, but these guys definitely know anything. So I'm gonna pull out this out, and they're gonna have to buy it because I know they don't they're know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You mean you don't know that this <laughs> part of the brain controls the legs? <laughs> I actually quite like that too. It was good. Yeah. It was as good. He generally reduced the background guy, but yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna have my moment here. These guys know jack. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and again, it's a really. I would have liked to have seen more of that I would sort agree. of self-aware. So. And, and it broke up the film a little bit. I made yeah, it more informal, rather, because yeah. mm-hmm. it was very structured. And kind yeah, of, I yeah. actually quite like that Aslan didn't seem like a terrible guy, even though he would have murdered Nika uh, had he found out who he was. Where he's like, uh, you know, it's like, so I'm I'm running a roving army here, a power military force here, but you guys need some tangerines picked. We're it's not. Like a- we, we can pay you money. No, no, no. There's, a line, there's a line actually as well in the in that part of the film where you remember when the house explodes. Uh, yeah. or, what is that? Was that a, like a mortar oh, or something? Mortar was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, 
there's a kind of throwaway line which I suspect might have been added at the in the edit. Post production. Like, yeah. It's like oh, that might have that might have hit Aslan's camp too. Just lest we forget. <laughs> Where's Aslan's guys with the tangerines? It sounded overlaid, you know, as a line, yeah. you know. The actor had to go back o- in and say over the shoulder just, shot yeah, in yeah, ADR. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that would have been the best ending in the film, though. They all turned up and no, they're that's all if, dead. That's if, if, you, if you cut to, like, Ahmed and Ivo standing over, like, the buried grave of Nika, and then you just cut back to Better Aslan. Better put a joke here. Yeah, <laughs> Aslan standing there with 40 Box guys holding crates. That's like, <laughs> where are these guys? We're wasting valuable Georgian killing time here, damn it. But yeah, I, I actually quite appreciated that. Like, Aslan seemed like a fairly Georgian straight up gold, guy. sweet tangerines. Yeah. 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 I think the, the other thing about it, and the kind of the great anti-war films, uh, I think in particular Grave of the Fireflies this week in terms of uh, the news. The passing of, of, yeah, of yeah, are, are very rewatchable. Because um, mm-hmm. there's there's further, there's depth, there's further things to be learned to be kind yeah. of detailed. I don't think that's the case here. I don't. I don't think I could, you'll be I, revisiting. I, this. I, I wouldn't. I don't think I could get anything from it. Another watch that I haven't already got from it. Mm. And in terms of how you rate or how you put a film together that carry this kind of message, I think that's kind of where it sits for me. And that, like, yeah. I'm glad I've seen it, but I, I don't see myself revisiting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and th- not because it's difficult to watch. No, 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 it's actually quite, quite as I said, it's quite easy. It's, yeah. well, Everybody in your family could watch it. Because I mean, I, I can it. understand not wanting to watch, like, I don't know, Full Metal Jacket or, or Shinra's List or whatever. Yeah, I can like understand it. not wanting to watch those, but there, them having depth. This yeah. is more like, a, you're right, I feel, I feel like I've picked all the tangerines on the first Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think something when we. Like, my own feeling on Grave of the Fireflies, which we covered recently, was that, um, yes, it's a hard watch, but also it's it's really important yeah. for it to be a hard watch, yeah. you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and that this probably could have been a bit more um, harrowing and, 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 and difficult and shocking. Yeah, you know, in, in, in order it, to kind of make that, have that effect. No, it was a, yeah, it was very much a conscious choice. Yeah, this yeah. Kind of film. That's right. As you pointed out, film your granny could watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Could watch it. Where you have yeah. that shot of Ahmed lying asleep with a knife outside Nika's room, looking like a baby, like an overgrown yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. baby. Um, I, I suppose, like you can't, you can't maybe criticize it too strongly for that because no, it's, no, it's, no, it's making it a decision to be accessible. I guess, yeah, and that's fine. But just saying, it does kind of. That what that brings with it is a somewhat a lack of depth and lack yeah, of that definitely, will, yeah. will, will, will won't cement your status as a one of the great anti war films. films that's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Absolutely, no. Yeah. no. And I think that's fair because yeah. I mean, you like, I think Andrew's right that this is a theme that's important to hammer in and to hammer in again in, in all at sorts of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like fruit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the past like five years have shown that you apparently can't hammer in this message enough. Oh, yeah. But at the same and only time, the last five years. only the last five years ever, because everything is relevant. Everything now. was fine before. Everything was absolutely perfect. Those forties, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what a great period of time that was. But I think that at the same time, there's very little here that you wouldn't get in abstract. I feel like, like saying the three-word phrase "war is hell" encapsulates a lot of what the film says. Yeah. And you don't necessarily. Yeah, but and 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 like also like kind of like we are all one kind of People, human race, yeah. you know. Like I think that's that... a, it's an admirable statement. I mean, I, mm. I I'm not a big believer in borders or national nationalism and all that kind of stuff in general terms. No, I don't. I, I don't. The idea of fighting over something and people dying for it is absurd to me. Absolutely absurd. But I mean, and there's nothing wrong, and there's something very odd about a film kind of making that statement. But if 
you can make that statement as Darren kind of pointed out. It's not necessarily you need ninety minutes to do it in mm-hmm. the sense if, but if you like, okay, that's great. What else we got to say here? What is your story yeah. saying about the nations mm. that you, the places you live in, the the world yeah. you live in? But I think, I yeah. think to be fair, it, again, it, it's making a conscious choice not to say anything particularly specific about the nations that they're living. Well, in. Like, I yeah. think that's a mistake, though. I, okay. I to something I think it would lend it a very uh, kind of smarter sell in terms of. Because I think a lot of people won't know a huge amount about that area. Well, like, that's, I mean, that's, but I think that that's why it sells so well. That's, that's, why, why, that's why it got the Oscar nomination. Well, that's I, why mean, I mean, I mean, sell in the context of uh, oh, selling the message oh. or the kind of the interest in the film okay. in, beyond the kind of the universality of yeah. it, like of the Oscar nomination or whatever. But maybe in, they know more than me. Clearly, <laughs> in terms in terms of exposition, that's something that Crimea did far better. <laughs> there was a whole like kind of felt like fifteen minutes where he was going on like taking or on a little journey oh yeah he took of, on the tour of, of his of, his Crimea yeah uh, where he outlined the rich cultural history that bonds Crimea to Russia in a completely objective sense um, that cannot be challenged I feel no. I should watch Crimea <laughs> Should I watch Crimea, guys? I, 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 I actually thought that, like, like uh, the, you see, the thing about the bottom 100 is that the movies are there um, often for kind of uh, political or kind of, yeah. like, cultural reasons. Yes. So that, Crimea is there because it is blatantly Putin propaganda. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, and, and it is. But I, I've, 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 <laughs> I've, I felt like as uh, Putin propaganda, it, it, it was uh, quite good. In the, so in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, propaganda pieces. Because it, it, was, it was kind of subtle and insidious, which is what you kind of want from... Your uh, propaganda. Well, in some ways, it, it was subtle and insidious. There were certain choices they made where they could have made... Um, More subtle and insidious uh, choices. Uh, yeah, or less. They, they, yeah, where, where, where they... they in in they basically make a movie about the the Crimean conflict where it's like um Russia have no um desire to to, to intervene they're, to intervene. they're just trying to protect these people they're basically yeah. they're, they're Which, obligated yeah. to act there's a lot of like there's a lot of really great angsty shots of like and Russian military personnel going do we have the right can we do this no they have human rights yeah no no, no that's the, that's the that's the ukrainian pilots who refuse to fire on the russian soldiers when they come in they're like i can't do it they have right they have lives and rights <laughs> and then pulled up we may have not not watched the best translation of the film this sounds no amazing. <laughs> the, we, the the version we saw of the movie i don't think will ever be uh, seen by other human eyes because it was entirely of our own making well almost there was, there was lots of uh, alchemy to it yes we, we, yeah we, we put it through youtube's auto subtitling feature ran through oh. google translate uh, because obviously it doesn't have international, it doesn't have international distribution. Because yeah. obviously, like we're not the target market for it. I'm quite proud that we found a way well, to done. watch it. Uh, at one point, there were parts in this- Russian that I could understand that were mistranslated as something else in the in the Google Translate. Like there were Rocky Four watching this. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I take your Leaf to Creed Two with the son of Drago. You bet your ass I am. <laughs> But anyway, but just I'm not looking forward to um, Clubber Lane um, uh, standalone movie. Aren't you all? Junior. Ter- just in terms of you're talking about the lack of specificity in terms of the film. Um, it's interesting to note that Urshad's the director, who is is Georgian, does not speak Estonian and actually had no real experience of the culture or the okay. surroundings uh, before moving there to film the movie. So that probably explains in some way, shape, or form okay. why it feels so abstract. Yeah, and he didn't want to misrepresent or whatever, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's fair enough. 
can't really argue that. And I, I'm I'm glad as well that um, that they, they're for my own sake that um, <laughs> that I can't really disagree with any of the, the kind of points he makes because he doesn't really make any points. A, 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 a political point <laughs> yeah, one yeah. way or the other. He doesn't have a side because I, I, I going going into re- recording Hotel Rwanda earlier in the year. It's like I should probably know what happened here before <laughs> I. Be- yeah, that's yeah, where I it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it seems yeah. like some cultural and, context might be important in this case. Yeah. Whereas you can watch Tangerines without understanding the finer yeah. you know details of Estonian culture. And I think that's probably its strength. I suspect that's why it's done so well internationally. I suspect, as you, Jay, pointed out, that's why it's on the list. Yeah, and I, I, I would argue it's probably it's, it's, it's somewhat a weak point for it, though, in terms of uh, how much of a cultural imprint it'll have film-wise. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think people will really flock to it. I mean, 10 years now, it might be a quiz question well, of what film was in the... You, you say that, but I mean, like, I look, at, look at our films about... Our early films about the Troubles, like The Crying Game or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, or... I mean, I suppose you could argue, like, um, the one that we covered, which is... What was it? Um, in the Name of the in Father. In the Name of the Father and stuff like that is more specific. But in terms of, say, The Crying Game, sort of abstract handling of it, I think yeah. that's aged relatively That's well. true, but the, the thing with The Crying Game is... There's there's a million films in Ireland about the troubles. Like everybody knows what the troubles is if you watch any Irish yeah. films. Whereas like this is and I, I mean and many... there's, there's also the fact that yeah there's an Irish American community as well which ensures and, that Ar- that America this, knows. And this has been going on quite a bit and it's and you know read about talked about that's it you bad guys in yeah, Patriot Games yeah, and the Devil's yeah. Own and sure, even the right, Jackal. Yeah. Yeah. People used to talk about Ireland as as if um, like if somebody goes on a holiday now to. Um, uh, I suppose you could call it the the Holy Land, and they visit um, Israel and, and and Palestine, and they go on a bit of pilgrimage. People always think like, "Oh, is it okay over there?" People used to say the same thing about Ireland. They yeah. say like, the same thing yeah. about Dublin. Yeah, like uh, like Americans are. They, yeah. they, they used to go over like when they they fundraised. They used to go over and kind of infer that the whole of Ireland is under shelling, like to get more money. I mean, essentially, mm. yeah. which you know, it's not a bad gambit if you're trying if to you're looking to raise money. Yeah, off it, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no one ever l- lost money <laughs> by underestimating. Um, <laughs> 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 propensity for stupidity when it comes to raising money for purposes. <laughs> um, but with that in mind, then, is there anything else that we want to talk about with Tangerines that we haven't talked about already? Anything else that we've sort of missed or glossed over in terms of the film? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think we've kind of covered a lot of ground on it. I. I'm not sure, as I said earlier, I'm not sure how much it has to give in that regard. Yeah. So I don't know how much conversation there is in it. Right. We have squeezed all the juice out by the way. I like that was your line. <laughs> yeah, you're right at home, Ron. Yeah, yeah. Someone Perfect. needs to carry some of this weight. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, thank you very much for that. All right, well, we're done. No, no, I, I, I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, it did leave a bitter taste in my mouth. Life gives you lemons. Uh... Uh, don't worry, I feel like we're under a bit of a squeeze time yeah, yeah, so I'm going to yeah, wrap yeah, it up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, before Ronan pits me to the post on more of these. Um, but wow. I enjoyed the fruits of his labour. Hey. Good lord. So I'm that back now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so guys, if people are online looking for a bit more Jay or a bit more Ronan in their God lives, where... Uh... <laughs> oh, Jay. Who wants a bit more Jay? Uh, OJ, okay, if you will. Good yeah. lord. Uh... You got the juice, Jay. Uh, at Jay Coyle on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter as well, at Baron Ronan. 
Uh, and you guys also pop up on the Scan On podcast from we time to time as well. We pop up occasionally on different things, complain about other films. <laughs> More generically, like a lot of films <laughs> in one podcast. Yeah, as opposed to like <laughs> 70 minutes. It film. makes the, the Scan On podcast sound like a whack-a-mole when I'm thinking of you all kind of like popping up. And, yeah. <laughs> we do, we're, it's a bit like that. It's not too similar. We occasionally have 10-minute random <laughs> tangents on It Follows as opposed to 10-minute random tangents on Tangerine Bones. Yes. Um, bit disappointed the soundtrack to this movie was not provided by Tangerine Dream. Oh, missed opportunity. Yeah, oh, I feel like they, let's end immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, where can we find you online? A Q U I N N I U Q A. You should you should really have a simpler one than that. <laughs> like, come on, Equinuka. It's a it's a Quinn as a palindrome. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that it muddies the water of anything for me. That makes it more complicated. Yeah. I thought very long and hard about this. Literally, I follow you already. Yeah, yeah my, my Twitter is something that's extremely important to me. Uh, anyone who follows me will know how avidly I tweet. It's true. And yeah, yeah. I love those every couple of months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew is really still make my month. Yeah. Andrew uh, is still around. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still alive. Andrew tweeted after a while. Yeah, those are the. the so you got to capitalize on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. really looking forward to your April tweet. It's going to be <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you can find me at Darren underscore Mooney, but you can also follow the podcast at, at the 250. You can find us on Stitcher, on iTunes, wherever good podcasts are not sold. We're also on SoundCloud. Uh, we'll be back next week where we'll be talking about possibly the Grand Budapest Hotel. Or, if it gets in, as it inevitably will, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Um, so, one or the other. There's only one way to find out, and that is to tune in next week. Take it easy. Thanks for joining I us. I just today. check what the podcast is called and don't listen to it. Well, that, 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 that. <laughs> don't do that. No, yeah, we're going to leave a question mark in the, in, in in the, the title of the next one. Yeah. Just to throw everything. And, and occasionally we'll we'll have the wrong title. Just 